your hosts, Rain Carnegie and Britt Lovesin. And we're rolling episode five of Part of the Game. Your hosts, Rainbow Rain Carnegie. Hey, 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 what's going on? Yours truly. Be love? Be love, Britain loves sin. What's going on? I kept it humble on that yeah, one. I was about to go and then I didn't. You decided go. not to. I and decided I, not to. Less is more. That's what I've been told. Less is more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I was just about to say, you know. <laughs> you know, I, 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 we've been getting a little bit of flack from, oh, our, the... uh, uh, from, from our viewers, you know, and you know. You know. Um, we're try I, I'm trying to be more cognizant of my vocabulary and the fact yeah. that I like to say, you know, one you know. too many, you know. And, you know, I probably shouldn't have pointed it out in the intro last time. I feel bad I did that. I'm sorry. You threw me under the bus. I I'm did. used to it. I did. I'm I did. used to it, though. That's kind of, you know, part and parcel <laughs> for what I've signed up for. Evidently, I didn't realize for that. sure taking a verbal tongue lashing every single time I was in your presence was part of my contract, but hey, you know. It's all right. I didn't, re I didn't read the fine print. Gonna, I didn't have an agent. You're going to have to renegotiate then. We're going to have to renegotiate. Uh, we have a great episode for you guys. Um, before we get into that, we want to thank you guys, everyone, for, you know, all the love we're getting um, on our IG and all the videos Everywhere. we post. And Everywhere. Being a part of Penalty and part of the game. Being a part of, you know, what we're trying to build here. Just authentic, For engaging sure. content that keeps you guys educated, keeps you guys entertained. Uh, and we love getting feedback, positive or negative, mm -hmm. so that we can always improve. We're not and, trying to... you know, it keeps us coming back. Keeps, you know? Hey, listen. It, we, we, we feed off of that. So feed off of it. Please, you know... Tweet us, you know, share us, share us like, do, do all that fun subscribe. stuff. Subscribe. Like, subscribe. And, uh, Somewhere here you can click yeah, something. That's at the end. That's oh, okay. At the end. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we'll post all that stuff. But, uh, yeah, moving along, um, today we have an amazing guest, um, Adam Dennis, a GM of the North. Whoa, 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 whoa. Did you say Adam, Adam Dennis? Dennis. Is it, is it, is it on our show? Adam Dennis. Adam Dennis. The Adam Dennis. The Adam Dennis. Like, like, oh, like, 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 Dennis is a common last name. So I just want to make sure, like, Adam Dennis, we're talking about GM <laughs> of the North Bay Battalion, Adam Dennis. That's him. We, we're talking about two-time OHL's champion, Adam Dennis. That's the guy. The guy that beat Ramuski in the Memorial Cup. The team you guys couldn't beat. Oh, gee, oh you just have to go there. <laughs> is, that, is, that, is, is, that, is that who we have on the show? He beats Sid the Kid. He beats Sid, and we have him on our show. He's, he's ours. He's coming up. He's ours. Coming up. Oh, my God. And, uh, yeah, we're going to just pick his brain about, uh, you know, where he started off. and He started, he started off, off with me. He started off with you. And, and now look at him. You know, I started off with you. And now look at you. Oh, no. Adam, you have to give him some tips. <laughs> <laughs> but he's doing great things, you know. We'll we'll get to that. He started as a goalie, you know. Yep. Rose yep. the ranks. Crazy, crazy. And, like who wants to start as a goalie? I know. And know. he's still following his dream in hockey, and he's a GM. Like how cool is that? What we a all job. we we all think that we're what are they called? Armchair G GMs or, or <laughs> yeah. what, 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 armchair quarterbacks? Or armchair quarterbacks, yeah. or armchair yeah. GM? Well, this guy's actually a GM. A GM. So pretty cool. Um, Coming up, Adam Dennis. Stay tuned, guys. Be love. Rainbow. I, I'm, I'm so excited. 
uh, about this next guest that we have here uh, with us, who I've known, you know, literally pretty much my whole life, longer than you. And, you know, after almost 30 years of friendship with this next guest that we're about to bring on the show, I don't think he's ever once thrown me under the bus quite as often as you. So, like, <laughs> I'm excited to, to you know, talk to, talk to this next let's, guest. Let's hope it's not a first today, then. We'll see, right? Well, there's a first time for everything. <laughs> so maybe I shouldn't be, you know, putting the horse before the cart or the cart before the horse. Something like know, that, yeah. Something like that. Um, but this guest, you know, is a three- or four-time GTHL AAA champion, two-time OHL champion, back-to-back -back years on two different teams. Oh, wow. NHL draft pick, OHL director of player recruitment, whatever that is. So we have to, you know, <laughs> ask, ask our guest what that was. Uh, and currently a general manager in the Ontario Hockey League. So, uh, you know, without further ado, you know, I like to call him the LeBron James of, of minor hockey and junior hockey with all the championships. Big shoes to fill. Big shoes to fill. <laughs> uh, Adam Dennis, ladies and gentlemen. Wow, high praise, high praise. Challenge <laughs> accepted uh, for not throwing you under the bus. How long do we have here? <laughs> <laughs> well, we got as long as you need, as long as you need. And uh, you know, we're 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 so uh, excited to have you know uh, you as 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 our third our third guest, like third. the hat trick. Yep, the that's hat right. trick. So so you're the hat trick. You're the cream of the crop. And um, you know, we want to we want to you know a lot of people are you know dying to know about what you know, general managers are doing in the hockey world. But I want to take us a step back because mm -hmm. I think that, you know, Adam's story, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's a pretty unique path. Like you had a lot of, you know, different challenges and a lot of, you know, teammates that you played with that made you the man that you are today. And, um, you know, I want to talk about, you know, what was life like for Adam Dennis, you know, uh, coming up and how'd you get into hockey? How'd you start? Yeah, I mean, it was certainly the scenic route. Um, I, I, I think, like most um, Canadians, though, it was kind of a rite of passage. You know, my my uh, when I was young, um, our basement, the hardwood floor, became ruined just based on playing hockey in the basement, um, shooting pucks, and and with my little brother and and you know my dad. Uh, then you know it all started with the Humber Valley Sharks. Uh, got out trying to be a player. Um, no different than, than most kids, I, I think, around that time and, and really just fell in love with the game. And, uh, you know, from there, watching all the Maple Leaf games at night and uh, really just, just buying into it. And uh, I don't know, it was, it was something that from a young age, I, I know we all hear it is, you know, pick a real profession. You can't be a hockey player for life. But it was something that I, I you know, whether it was playing the sport, uh, working in the sport, it was a goal of mine to, to try and make a living out of hockey. And, um, it's certainly not easy, but it's been a lot of fun and uh, certainly a lot of great stories along the way. And, 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 and you had mentioned, you know, which is which I don't think is uncommon. Did you start? Did you say you started out as a player when you yeah. first? <laughs> so so how did you make that transition? Because you, I always wanted to be a goalie, you know, but like the cost of equipment, the cost of hockey is expensive. Big time. Um, let alone the cost of a goalie. With all the equipment, you're always growing and all this. So how did you convince your parents, who I know quite well, uh, to make that change from player to goalie? Uh, it certainly wasn't easy. I mean, like most parents, my, my parents did not want me to be a goalie. That's for sure. Uh, <laughs> I spent the first couple of years as a player um, playing house league. And I think really what happened um, was, you remember in house league, they, there was basically one set of pads for, you know, the whole age group, right? So um, you basically, who, whoever's the coach brings it and who wants to be goalie next week. So I had my turn um, and it just so happened that the select coaches were watching. So Rain, you would remember Bruce Perrick, Danny Perrick's dad, and, and uh, another man by the name of Lee McIsaac were the coaches of the Humber Valley selects. 
um, a year older. Um, so I went out to try out for that team as a player. They said, you know what, you're close, but um, we did see you play goalie. So my dad worked it out that I could play half the games as a goalie, half the games as a player. And wow. I really think it was one of the things that, that really helped me because as a goalie, I, I think one of my strengths was my skating. And I think playing out as long as I did was really um, a big benefit. That's amazing. That's amazing. So then, so then you make the, the you, you did the half and half, half player, half goalie, playing a year up too? Yeah, playing a year up. P playing? Double A, yeah, double A Humber Valley Sharks. Wow. So, so from almost not making that team as a player a year up to making it not only as a player but also as a goalie, that's pretty Steal phenomenal. Steal the show as a goalie, yeah. And, 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 and now, I, now, in fairness, they only had one goalie at tryouts. So <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a nice way to make the team. And then, and then I guess, you know, how I got moved from double A AA to triple A um, was from a gentleman by the name of Bob Lott who, you know, recruited me out of the Don Mills Flyers, God rest his soul, one of, you know, the great men in the game of hockey, in my opinion. Um, I would imagine, Adam, that's kind of how you ended up, you know, making the switch permanently to goalie. Is Bob Law recruited you out of the Humber Valley program? Yeah, I think it was my second year with the Humber Valley team that I made that full switch um, to goalie. And then um, that's when, you know, I met yourself, Rain. But yeah, it's funny. You say Bob Law. We were so young at that. I, I thought it rhymed with Loblaws. So I, I, thought it was Bob Law. I thought it was one word for the longest time. It took me about a year playing from that. I realized that it was two words. <laughs> but you're right. He was really a, a pioneer uh, in the game. He gave us such great opportunities and, and we always had, you know, great teams. So it's kind of cool talking to the kids today when uh, I tell them that I played for the North York Canadians in the MTHL, not the junior Canadians in the GTHL. <laughs> and not only that, you know, playing for the North York Canadians in the MTHL offered you a chance to play with some pretty special hockey players, you know. No, uh, no question. And, like and yourself. Well, you know, hey, I, I'm, you trying know. Him, I'm trying to give him, I'm trying to give him an assist, and he's not, he's not <laughs> tapping it in and giving, giving me that compliment. But you went yep. from you went from playing. I remember up. Jeff Platt was very good. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Your buddy, my arch nemesis. Yeah, yeah. My arch the guy nemesis. making fun of you for not uh, for going ahead of you in the draft. Oh, Is that the Jeff that. Platt? That <laughs> Jeff Platt, shout out. Glad to see you're doing well. I hope you all the best. Well, you know what's a funny story is I actually played against Jeff Platt later on in my career. It was uh, Team Italy versus Team Belarus. So. We ran into each other. It was really cool to see him. So he's done really good over there in Europe and still playing today. I know. I know. He's a hell of a hockey player. Always was. Always was. But you, so you, you started out Humber Valley, then went to the North York Canadians, now the Junior Canadians. Mm -hmm. um, and then I think, I, I think you were, you, you won a couple championships there, if I'm not mistaken. Did you, were you back-to-back -back champions in Adam and Minor Peewee? It's hard to remember, you know, I, you don't, you take it for granted, to be honest with you, when you're on one of those teams in, in minor hockey, and I just kind of followed you around wherever you went, so it, it turned into quite a few championships, but um, no, certainly, I mean, it was kind of one of the things that, that you know, I, I think that was most influential in my career was, you know, we got the taste for winning at a young age, and it was, I, I'm pretty sure we went, you know, seasons without losing games, or if we did, there was maybe two or three, and um you know, it's, it's, the good it's one of the questions that we actually ask the kids today, you know, like, would you prefer to win or do you hate to lose? And, and for me, like, I hate losing at everything now to this day. You know, you play yeah. me in Uno and, you know, I need five minutes to cool off after a while. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you want to know what's funny? Like, that's a true story because he mm -hmm. was the most hot-headed goalie uh, from from a younger young age. Like, I remember, you know, uh, and, and he developed this later on in life, but he had... 
And, and sorry, Adam, for throwing you under the bus, but I could never score anywhere on Adam in practice, and it used to drive me crazy. But blocker, couple inches off the ice, <laughs> he had a difficult time, and I used to always just shoot there intentionally, and then I would celebrate, and then shortly thereafter, I'd be swung out with a stick. <laughs> you know? So, so Adam, I think you were the only one with a synergy back then, too. <laughs> oh, thanks to the Tapscott family, Don and Anna. Tapscott, the advantage, eh? My godparents <laughs> took care of me. So, so Adam, uh, in a warmy, like a warm-up, if you're, you know, like Rain says, a bit of a hothead goalie who doesn't like to get scored on, how bad is it as a goalie to take, like, one puck off the, the head in warm-up or something? Have you ever chased down a guy or a teammate? Just, no, I, no, not in a game. Not in a game. My, my kind of move was, because, like, I mean, I, most of the players that were doing it, it's not like I'm going to drop the gloves and beat them up, right? Like it wasn't, <laughs> so I, I kind of had to make sure that, you know, they knew that I would do something crazy. So, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I, my move was often, you know, if, if I would get one, I was really quick that if, if I got a sorry, you know, no problem. I know that it, pucks can get away from you. But if you let me stew on it for the whole time that you come around, well, I'll be waiting for you. <laughs> so it was one of those things that I did is as soon as they came down, I'd, I'd shoot the puck back at them and, and, you know, I could shoot the puck. So um, they had their head down and, you know, I got a, I, I remember I got one guy, uh, Kevin Harvey, actually, which was probably the wrong guy to do it to. Oh my got God. him right in the visor. Um, and yeah, I think teammates needed to step in at that point, but <laughs> uh, I got less headshots after that. So <laughs> set the tone. That's amazing. That's amazing. So, so part of, you know, uh, what we try to do on our show, Adam, is educate, you know, uh, parents that are just going through this. And, you know, we want to get the perspective of a goalie, you know, what are some of the things, and, and, I, and I think that it may be different, it might be subjective, it might be individual, um, everybody's different, right? But what are the reasons that, you know, in minor hockey, as a goalie, what would be some of the reasons that you would join a program, or what would be a program that you would look for? There's a lot of, you know, teams that are offering... 50-50, 80-20, one goalie, this, that, and the other thing. For, for, for going through it in, in your experiences, what were some of the things that you were looking for, that, that your parents were looking for to, to help you develop your craft? Yeah, I mean, I've always thought that guaranteed ice is very dangerous. I mean, I, I think especially as young as these kids are, like who's to say that um, six months into a season that the guy that was promised 20% doesn't deserve 50% or more? Um, so, I mean, I, I think minor hockey personally should be for development. Um, so really the things that, and my dad was always great at this because I mean, back when we played, um, goalie coaching wasn't even nearly as close to where it was, you know, everybody gets coaching the forwards, the D, but the goalies just kind of sat there. So that was really important to my family was, was, you know, everyone pays as much money as they do these days. So how much of that is going to get allocated to a goalie coach? Um, can I develop throughout the season? Um, because you know what, some of those teams that you play for, the Marlies, you know, the Canadians, you get maybe 10, 12 shots a game too. So the right. practice really does become the most important part for you. And um, I always wanted to play for a winning team. I know that philosophy is, is somewhat changed that, you know, guys want to get shots and they almost seem to find the middle of the pack team. But I, I always wanted to win hockey games. That for me was the <laughs> most fun. And um, so the goalie coaching really was an important aspect for me, uh, just having somebody, and it didn't have to be every day, but making sure that you did get some attention, that, that was crucial because, you know, minor hockey's for development. And then going back to what you were saying, your parents were kind of iffy about you uh, playing goalie. Was that more, like Rain said, equipment was very expensive or, or more because of the pressures that, like, a goalie could take on and, you know, developing those pressures at, at a young age could be, you know, 
damaging, but yeah. also could build you up, right? So it's a, it's a great point, and uh, I mean, the, the, obviously, there's a cost that go with it. I know that my parents, anytime that I wasn't behaving well or doing my homework, they definitely brought it up as how much <laughs> that the position costs. Um, but you know, I, I'm pretty sure that I got my hand-me-down equipment uh, from uh, you guys would remember Andy Kyoto. So he played two years up for the Marlies, played with my cousin. So I would always get his hand-me-down, and I was always so excited to get it. Um, I got my first new set of equipment when I played for the Oakville Blades, but I would definitely say that, you know, the, the concerns probably initially came out for the cost, but as they started to realize the position, you realize that 50% of the position doesn't play on, on a given night. And, uh, you know, my, my mom, uh, Rain would know my mom, but she's, she's, uh, she's a Southern Italian woman. She's emotional for sure. So she, she felt every game with me. So uh, the best story I have about my mom is, is, you know, we did play in the Memorial Cup in London and it was a pretty uh, cool experience. It was wild. My mom listened to the whole game on the radio from the bathroom stall at the, <laughs> the John LeBat Center at the time, now the Budweiser Garden. So um, I never really felt that anxiety off the ice. I did but when you're in the game, you know, it was it was a little bit easier. But, um, you know, it certainly prepares you for for later on in life. There's there's lots of anxieties that you can get on a regular basis. Uh, no, no question in a pandemic. So um, I always say that goalies kind of come out with a master's in crisis management. <laughs> and, 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 and I'm happy that you brought it up, you know, uh, your mother and, and, and playing, you know, in the OHL on that Mem Cup team with the London Knights. So, you know, prior to, to, to that London Knights team, that, that was this pretty special team. You're on another special team. Like you talk about winning all these championships in minor hockey and there might have been three, there might have been four, uh, but then you get, you get drafted uh, by, you know, a storied franchise, the Guelph Storm, um, who, who take a chance on this kid from the, the, the Marley system at that time. Um, and, and can you tell us, like, what was that experience like as, you know, you're coming to, you're going from, you know, the pinnacle of minor hockey, now you're going to the Guelph Storm as a rookie, who knows what junior hockey's like, what was that like for you? I mean, like most kids, I had expectations on where I was going to go in the draft. So for me, the draft <laughs> was pretty eye-opening um, for where the scouts thought I was at. So I thought I was at one spot, and the scouts definitely thought I was at a different level. Um, but, you know, for me, and I, it's, it's, it's cool to talk about now because we were the first year of the online draft. I don't know if you remember that. Yes, um, I do. And the internet wasn't as good as it was today. So there's no Zoom. So like, I mean, I was on the internet from about nine o'clock till about five o'clock. So it took me that long to get drafted, but we had the AOL CD <laughs> and it tied up your whole phone line. So like, you, know, just, you couldn't get through for like the whole day. And I must've hit refresh about 1200 times. And by the time I got drafted, I was long gone. I was, you know, I was done with watching the computer and I actually got a call and it, earned, it honestly worked out great. You know, Alan Miller was the, the, the guy who drafted me. He's now with Hockey Canada, their general manager. Um, uh, you know, and, and I was the only goalie that they drafted. So um, they gave me every opportunity. They didn't make me feel like I was a late round pick. And it, it just so happened that I, I, I wasn't even the best late round pick. Ryan Callahan was the 15th round pick. <laughs> oh, <years>. wow. <laughs> he turned into a pretty good player and, and we ended up being roommates. And, uh, you know, it was kind of funny the way it worked out. We 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 made the team, but our we we were in the same billet house. They put us in the same billet, and right across the street from our billet was the junior B rink. So as the 14th and 15th round pick, you're not feeling great about that. We thought we were going to get sent down, um, but you know they they gave us every opportunity. They were you know they were great great for us. Great development. Um, they really cared about you know um, the things outside of hockey too. You know the things in the community, making sure that we were committed to our schooling. 
Um, and I, I really value that and try to um, incorporate them into some of the things that we do with our team today. That's amazing. Cool. And, and so, so, so you're the 14th round pick, Callahan's 15th round pick, living across the street from the Junior B Arena. Uh, <laughs> that, 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 that could be pretty, you know, you know that, that could be an eye-opener, you know, as well as cause for some anxious moments. For sure. Um, but you, you, you take that 14th rounder and that 15th rounder, and they're a pretty important part to a championship team. And, and you know, can you talk about, you know, I've never been, I've won minor hockey championships, yeah. I've won a pro hockey championship, I've never won a junior hockey championship, let alone an OHL championship. What was, what was that like for you? Mm -hmm. It was crazy. It was, uh, I mean, the one in Guelph was really enjoyable for us because we weren't, we weren't the favorite going in. You know, we had a great team. Um, Dustin Brown actually should have been on our team, but he ended up making the NHL at 18 and then got hurt halfway through the season. But we had guys like Dan Paye, Kevin Klein, uh, Marty St. Pierre, uh, Ryan Parent, Parent was a 16-year-old. Um, you know, like I said, Ryan Callahan. We actually traded our first-round pick that year, Ryan Garlock, for uh, Cam Jansen. And we went head-to-head -head with the London Knights all year. So we played them six times in the regular season. We split the series three and three. And then we played them in the conference finals, and it took us the game seven to, to end up beating them. Um, and just, a, a, you know, easily the most memorable series of my life. Um, that rivalry will always be one that for me is is, is really special. Um, and there's a lot of rivalries in that that Midwest, but, you know, those Guelph-London series were, were wars. There was a lot of respect between the two teams, and um, it really did carry into the next year. So that next year when I was still with Guelph, we were in a bit of a rebuild, and London was, you know, poised to, to kind of go all the way. But we played them tough every time that we played them. Even that, uh, you know, they, they had that record, a 31-game win streak. I believe we played them, and I could be mistaken. I think it was game 30. We actually tied them in a 0-0 tie. Um, before the shootout area, so it ended a tie, um, but their unbeaten streak was was um, you know it continued because of that, and you know we we held that chip on our shoulder even going into that year up until you know I, I did end up getting traded to the London Knights. Dan Girardi went a week before, and then uh, I went uh, you know the day of the trade trade deadline. So um, really grateful to be a part of those teams, but yeah, Guelph Guelph will always be special just because of the way it happened. You know, it was kind of my. I don't want to say coming out party, but um, it was it was kind of where I had my chance to to first be a starter, and um, it was stressful because you know uh, goalie's a pretty important position, so um, you're always kind of I was worried right up until the January 10th that they were going to bring in an older goalie to kind of take this team and run with it. Um, I was grateful that they didn't, and uh, I think I started to play my best hockey after I knew that there wasn't another guy coming in and I could kind of relax and, and do my thing. And then, so you, you talk about this rivalry between Guelph and the Knights, and there's a lot of there's a lot of rivalries to to your point. Um, but then you end up getting traded yeah. to, the, to the team that you beat the year before in Game Seven of the championship. Like, what what's what's that like? Like like going into that locker room. You know, I can only imagine. Like you said, that you you hate to lose, and everything you do, I would imagine a lot of athletes are like that. You yeah. know, so there's probably a lot of London Knights <laughs> that thought that they deserved a better fate that didn't. I or or am I wrong? What was what was that like? Oh, sure, and, and like I mean, I, I I may have chirped a little bit too. So like, <laughs> 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 in junior hockey, so you know, after beating them the year before, there was certainly some 
ammunition um, at the start of the season. So uh, I, I remember the, the the best one that I have is Drew Larman is a guy that got traded that year from Sarnia to London. So I remember like he was skating around the net and he was waiting at the net and I, I froze the puck and I just said, boy, did you win the lottery, eh? <laughs> These guys. And then it was probably two weeks later that I got traded to London and he said, hey, not a bad lottery, eh? Yeah. <laughs> That's great. So, 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 so then you're in, you know, the London Knights program. And I think uh, it was from that point on, you know, prior prior to those those two years, the year that you beat them with Guelph and the year that you guys won it all the following season, you know, London, when they're at the, the, form, the, the Ice Palace, I believe it was called, and you can correct me if I'm mistaken, like when we first came into the league, Adam, I think they're at the Ice Palace before they went to the Labatt, now the Budweiser. Um, but they, they struggled a little bit. There was a period, but now you look at the London Knights organization, and I think it started with, with, with that team that you guys have with that Memorial Cup. So, like, what, what was life like? You know, you, you, have, you have, you know, some Hollywood players that are still playing in the game today. We saw Corey Perry, who was a part of that team. Uh, he just scored two goals against the Leafs last night, so he's still doing good his, last night. Too. Right? He <laughs> really good last night. And he was one of my nemesis. Right? Like he was a guy that's from Peterborough. Yeah. Um, we, we had well, a lot. He was easy. He was easy to hate when you played against him, but certainly a guy you love on your team. hundred percent. Watch him play today, and like, I mean, he's he, he, he's a jerk out there. He's a <laughs> out there. but you know that's that's what you need to do to be successful mm-hmm. at this level. And. Um, I watched him play yesterday, and I, I mean, that the one image that was burned into my head was watching him at the end of every practice, at the end of every warm-ups. He takes, like, 50 to 100 pucks, and he stands right in front of the net, pulls him back, and just roofs it, like, right wow. under the top. Uh, you know, it's yeah. – and you see how he scores his goals today. He gets the body position. He's got great hands mm-hmm. and tight, and, I mean, he's made a career out of it. I, I think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. And he's, he's no spring chicken, so I guess, you know – maintaining that you know aggressiveness in front of the net to keep a job in the nhl because he's he's what your age about 30 35 36 yeah he's your age right so he's a big boy and especially when everybody hates you too (laughs) well he just he just has he like i respect him as a hockey player Mm -hmm. but he just had that face (laughs) that used you just look at me at him and I just get infuriated. He wouldn't even say anything because he's just like, "I'm way better than you, Rain." Like, just shut he up. He enjoys that part of it though, too, right? Mm-hmm. Like you've seen the the highlights where he takes through Dowdy's glove and he sprays water in it. You know, he was no different in junior. He would come right through my crease with the end of his toe, and he'd take a big chip out of the crease. <laughs> Is that when he was playing against you or with you? No, yeah, oh yeah, no. When he was playing against us, for sure. <laughs> he would have had your back in a heartbeat when he's playing for That's you. That's awesome. Yeah. And I guess that year with the Memorial Cup, um, what a great year. Um, that was the year that actually Rain in the Halifax Moosehead lost to the team that you guys ended up beating you, in the Mem Cup. Why Memo- do you have to bring it up like that? Why couldn't you say, you know, you got to the Mem Cup? Why do you have to say... I, sorry, I thought it was a good segue there. For- <laughs> I, was, I was actually hoping to see Rain instead of Sid. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 like, I was hoping because that was the first year that I actually left the OHL. So to be to to be in the finals and and having a chance and we did well against Rubisky in the regular season Mm -hmm. and and you know we thought that we had a really good chance to to beat them yeah but to Adam's point that was the year that they went on like a thirty one game winning streak Mm -hmm. London went on a thirty two game winning streak and it's just like we ran into a juggernaut like literally and then uh, but I was so disappointed because I wanted to come back to the OHL 
as the champion that just left and be like, remember me guys? But I didn't get no that doubt. opportunity because- See, I guess I'm still the friend that throws him under the bus and, you know. But I was so happy that my boy- Yeah, for you know, sure. Uh, was able to, you know, dethrone the king. Like Sidney Crosby's the king. What was that? What was that like? I mean, that that team was crazy. Like it, they really, they got like fifty percent of their offense from those five guys, and it was the three fours, the two D. Um, you know, Mark on Antoine Pouliot, uh, Danny mm -hmm. Roussin, Sidney Crosby. I think uh, Mario, Mario Scalzo Jr. and, and Patrick Colomb. Patrick yep. Coloman and, and yep. uh, Cedric Desjardins was very good too. So yes, he was. Um, you know, we kind of took a team approach to that that whole line, and I even remember myself like if Sid was in front of the net, I was going to stick him. That's for sure. <laughs> I mean, it was, but you do. He's a great player. So I mean, I I just remember him being very frustrated in that game because whatever line was out there for us, we knew that you know if there's a chance, you give him a little bit of an extra shot, and you know I think it's a compliment, but. If we didn't contain him, we weren't going to win, that's for sure. So, Rain, were you asking him what it's like to beat Sidney Crosby and Ramuski? Or <laughs> because you two played against them, right? So you knew what it was like. I knew what it was like to play against them. I just did. <laughs> what, what did it feel like once you beat them? Yeah. <laughs> It was nice. I think he's got the last laugh, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's doing extremely well. So now, minor hockey career stellar. Junior hockey career, what more can you ask for? Uh, get drafted. Mm. Buffalo. Mm. What was your pro experience like? Like, how did, how did hockey go from, like, I would imagine, you, you're on the high of winning a Mem Cup. Now you're, now you're embarking. Like, you've done everything that you possibly could in junior. With two different franchises, I might add. Mm -hmm. Now you're on your, your draft pick. About to get paid real money, not fifty dollars every two weeks or whatever we used to get paid back then. Yeah, but now you, you have bills. <laughs> <laughs> so tell, tell us about that. Tell us about your transition from winning the Mem Cup, the pinnacle of that dynasty team, uh, going into yeah. into pro. So I mean, getting drafted for me was really difficult. Like it took me three years to. Get, I got drafted when I was nineteen. Finally, after we won the Memorial Cup, I, I got drafted, and I wasn't expecting to get drafted. Um, you know, talking to my agent, you know, we were kind of hoping that we didn't get drafted because I had such a great year at nineteen that we were hoping to kind of test free agency. Um, so getting drafted was was a huge thrill. I wasn't expecting it. I was actually at my uncle's wedding and um, got a call that, hey, you've been drafted by the Buffalo Sabers. I said really like i wasn't expecting it i was on the draft list years prior and i wasn't on the draft list this year and um you know it just just happened to work out um so pro for me it was you know it was definitely eye-opening there's there was a lot of things that you know we've kind of put into our program today that you know uh, is, is a result of it like um i think I, a i was spoiled in, in junior going to those those two franchises and, and winning was so easy for us that you know it, it was tough to a start facing adversity uh, went in and, um, you know, we split with Florida. So we had easily the youngest team in the American League. I think our oldest guy in my second year in, in Rochester was 23 years old. Um, so, the, sorry, the first year, you know, we had a bit of a veteran team. We actually ended up losing to Hamilton in the first round of the playoffs. Craig Anderson uh, was our other goalie, so he was starting. And then Kerry Price was actually the goalie for the Hamilton Bulldogs. So wow. they ended up going on to win the Calder. So we did have a decent team that year. The year after that, though, you know, both – uh, teams they didn't want to you know really they wanted all their their young prospects in the American League so um, without a lot of veteran leadership in that league you know we were almost an extended OHL team so 
Um, what happens there is, you know, I, I didn't know how to grocery shop, um, <laughs> a lot, you know, pizza hut. And, and that's something that, you know, we, we tell our players often and, and we try and help them out there that some of our new programming is, is going to have, you know, uh, grocery shops, grocery shopping education, how to cook a couple simple meals. Um, but to say my pro uh, hockey experience was as smooth as junior would be an absolute lie. It was pretty rocky. Um, I felt I had a good first year. I got called up um, for four games uh, in my first season. Second year, we were dead last in, in the American League. And then the third year, we moved over to Portland. So the affiliation switched and um, a lot more stability. I, I really enjoyed that first uh, half of the season in Portland, but unfortunately uh, my year was cut short. I had to get hip surgery in December and um, yeah, it was about a six month rehab. So um, my, my AHL career finished in, in Portland uh, two and a half years in. So uh, not what I was expecting, but uh, you know, it's, it's, it's part of it and uh, you know, injuries happen. Especially for a goalie, the hip is probably one of your most important uh you know, bones for yourself. But um, you were saying about battling some adversity. Uh, I read that you battled a little bit of adversity when uh, your your mistaken identity on a on a player <laughs> card. That uh, what was that about? Because player <laughs> cards are making a comeback right now. I think Tom Brady's rookie card just went for like, you know. 2.5 million. And there's these <laughs> NFTs now, these yeah, non-fungible right? tokens that are going <laughs> off the chain so right now. So there's a story, though, that I read. I'll let uh, Adam tell it. But uh, apparently, you know, when you first got your rookie card, uh, there was a bit of uh, the wrong picture or mis mistaken what? identity. <laughs> what? Yeah. I've got about 200 of these cards at my parents' house. So if we can raise the value here, it'd be great. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's, you know, every, every, every player that signs an NHL contract, you know, one of the first calls you get that's really cool is from upper deck. They say, hey, we've got a card for you. Um, can we meet you in the lobby? And, you know, we'd like you to sign a bunch and we'll give you, you know, a certain amount of money for each one that you sign. So I'm like, well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> So um, we, we did it. I was actually in Buffalo at the time and I met them at the Adams Mark and they had all these boxes and they pulled out the card and, and I looked at it and, you know, the first thing you see is the back and it was me. It had all my stats. It had, you know, a little blurb on me and then you turn it over and it wasn't me. It had my name on it, but it was, uh, it was a goalie by the name of Adam Burkhole. Um, great guy. Uh, I played with him a little bit in Rochester, but um, it wasn't me. So uh, I, 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 I don't remember, to be honest, if I really made a big deal about it, because I think I was so excited to, you know, they, they were paying me to sign my name on a piece of paper. And I had a hockey card at this point, and it was me on the back. So like, you know, for, it was, you didn't know the difference. Um, but, you know, it, it, it wasn't me. It was a different goalie on it. It was, you know, had my name, had my stats on it and everything like that. I've signed a lot of those cards whenever the, you know the collectors stop after games, um, but yeah, it's it's not me. It's uh, it was a mistake. Um, they did it. it it's uh, I've had a I think I had one other card after that, but uh, no, I've got a lot of these cards at home. So um, well, we need to get one. We need, we need we need. I'll put we need. it on the desk, maybe. You know, I, I always that's our joke. I always add something else because we're gonna Rain, have an Adam Dennis card right beside. Rain, right Rain beside has the played everywhere and has all the accolades and the jerseys and you know the scoring titles and, and this is, this you know is, this I got like stick. you know uh, a gift from a parent uh, you know from coaching <laughs> and stuff like that. Well, I'll so, send you a card for sure. <laughs> absolutely. Awesome. So so you know. Having that, you know, experience, um, 
is, is pretty wild. But I wanted to, you know, I think the meat and potatoes, you know, life <laughs> as you know it now. You know, now here you are uh, as the general manager of a junior team, the North Bay Battalion mm -hmm. of the Ontario Hockey League, uh, one of the only junior leagues uh, that hasn't been able to participate this year. Mm -hmm. um, you know, what's that been like for, for you and your, your staff and your players? Um, you know, what have you guys been doing, you know, to keep the kids engaged? It, like, I know that there's talks that there might be a city, there might, or a hub city, there might be a season, there might not be. Obviously, the numbers are going in the wrong direction, uh, not in the direction that anybody would like, unfortunately. Um, but how, how have you guys been getting by? Like, what, what, what's life like as Adam Dennis with no hockey? Yeah, I mean, like like most people during the pandemic, it's not as good as the pre-pandemic life. That's for sure. Um, mm. Spend a lot of time on Zoom. Um, you know, we've we've for the last so so this goes back all the way to our last draft. So we actually picked the first overall pick last year through Zoom. Um, did most of our lead-up meetings through Zoom. Um, so it's been over 12 months of kind of getting uh, acclimatized with Zoom. So um, for our players, it's it's really been trying to just keep them in the loop. Um, as much as we can, just, you know, for the first six months of this lockdown, we got on Zoom calls quite a bit and we covered off a lot of, a lot of material. Uh, we have quite a bit of curriculum that, that we have um, waiting to roll out if and when um, there is a season a little bit more hockey specific that we wanted to really give our guys so we could knock off some of the things that we normally do in a, in a normal year of training camp. Because, you know, you normally have quite a bit of classroom time going over all the X's and O's and those things. So, um, we do have a curriculum that we'd like to roll out um, if we do get playing. But um, after that, you know, we, we had Christmas roll around and we had a couple guys that went to the American League and uh, we were in a lockdown. So we kind of asked our team, you know, how do you guys want to do this? Like, what, what's what's your plan with this? Like, our, we don't want you guys to be sick and tired of us by the time that we see each other. And um, we know how this can be. So what we decided to do was kind of just do a weekly Monday motivation. So where our coaches will throw a couple clips up. You know, I'll throw either, you know, a, a nutritious meal, a home workout. Um, maybe it's just a motivational video, um, some different things like that, just to try and keep tabs on the guys. I know that my coaches have been um, in touch with players, mostly our newer players. So, um, you know, Matt Bay Petrov, uh, all the way in Russia, has been in touch with our coach. The guys in the American League that have had games have been able to re review them with our coaches. And for some of our newer players, we've been just been able to get them um, acclimatized. So. Uh, we've we've done a we've done a couple different team building exercises and and you know we've we've left it up to our players that hey reach out to us uh, we'll we'll do whatever we can for you uh, whether it's lending you some weights for your home gym or whether it's um, you know going over some video from our team last year and that's really been it it's been really cool I know uh, I walked into the office pro you know when we were still able to get in there. And uh, Coach Ulihan was on Zoom with Ty Nelson at 8.30 in the morning before Ty was going to class because Ty wanted to get on and he wanted to see, you know, a little bit of our systems. And, it, it, you know, it was something that our coaching staff was happy to do. Um, but, you know, it's, it's one of those things that I, I really think being a player right now is, is the hardest thing you can be because you're so, you know, players thrive structure. Um, they need a, a place to be, when to get on the ice, how fast to go, when to shoot. Um, all those things they're so used to being told and uh, right now there's there's not much they're being told so uh, you know we, we tried to put a couple of competitive um, team building games in front of them 
so they could at least compete a little bit, whether it's just push-up contests or who can, you know, throw the best meal together or, or different things like that, just to, to get those competitive juices going. But um, certainly there's been no playbook for this. It's, it's just been um, seeing whatever we can do to help and, and not annoy them too much because, um, you know, it, it, I know it's tough, certainly, when, when you're hearing um, maybe we're going to play next week or maybe we're going to hear something this week. And, um, you know, social media is a, a, a crazy thing right now. So anytime that, that a rumor pops up, I get 30 text messages or calls from players and agents and parents wondering, you know, is this true? Are we going to play? And, um, you know, un unfortunately, we, most of them have been rumors at this point. Um, so, Adam, I'm going to read you something and then I'm, I'm going to follow up with a question. Um, so here it goes. Dennis is a fast and agile goalie who plays a peculiar style in net. He prefers to stand up a bit more than the modern butterfly goaltenders, has great reflexes and a strong mental game. So that was a scouting report on yourself. Um, how much weight is behind, you know, reports like this and, you know, analysts of like scouting and you're not just your scouts and put particular but you know articles that maybe you know written on a player or stuff like that like I know Rain's scouting report wasn't uh it was great he had the best hands but they always you know said his skating wasn't the greatest and Rain Rain talked about that how it, it kind of stuck with you yep. and you know and it's and it's funny right like and, and we talked about this in one of our episodes you know mm -hmm. I talked to some people and they're just like, Rain, your skating's fine, yeah. you know? But I, I've been so, it's been so ingrained mm -hmm. in my mind that Rain, the thing that's, that's, that's holding you back is your feet. Is your but feet. yet I can get from point A to point B, right? And everybody's mm -hmm. different, right? So, um, yeah, you know, like, right now in the day where you can't watch any games unless you're scouting, you know, the AHL, which you're not because you're in junior mm -hmm. hockey, there's no minor hockey in Ontario. I guess you can watch film because you can't travel to the States where they are playing hockey. Uh, is there weight to be to be held in scouting reports like this? Like this is a scouting report that we pulled off of a website, you know, um, that may have only seen you play once. Yeah, right? for sure. You know, it's it's kind of funny. I always think that uh, I always kind of find it comical, like when we get talking about goalies, because you probably have at least fifty percent of the scouts in the room that are just really uncomfortable talking about goalies, especially like when you play the position. They're always it's almost like they're asking, like he's got good feet. Like, <laughs> um, so, I mean, I always think that the most important part is stopping the puck, you know, like that, that those numbers don't lie. If you stop the puck, you stop the puck. Um, I think our history has shown that, that it doesn't always mean that the best stylistic guy like Dominic Hasek, Marty Brodeur, Tim Thomas, um, have been some of the best goalies in our game and they didn't do it the pretty way. And I, I think it comes down to the same thing as players. I think sometimes you can get caught, um, by style points and, um, I'll never forget, and this is when they still had the OHL All-Star Game, and they did a fastest skaters comp, and and Patrick O'Sullivan was one of those guys that didn't have the prettiest skating style, but I believe he won the fattest, fastest skater competition, and it was something that was like, whoa, really? Um, and it kind of makes sense because he has all these opportunities offensively, um, but, you know, he gets criticized for his skating. But, you know, to Rain's point, you know, if you can get there point A to point B, what does it matter what it looks like? Mm -hmm. um, so I, I think those are the things that you really need to see by going. That's 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 one of the things that it's tough to do on video. I think, you know, telling speed, you know, you need a puck race to do that and, and you know, see where their starting point is. And sometimes they come in late on a video. Um, but, you know, what scouting's also trendy. I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll relay it specifically to goal, goalies. I remember 
Um, our, our equipment manager, Rusty Hammond, who's a legend in his own right uh, in Guelph, he always was, he would, he would always joke with me. He's like, I told the radio guy it's Denis and not Dennis, so you'll get drafted by <laughs> That's good. And then, you know, I, I remember it's, it's, you know, it used to be the Finnish goalies for a little bit. And now, you know, in goaltending, it's, it seems to be the, the trending towards size. And, and, you know, as far as players go, it's, it's all about speed now. If you can't skate, then um, they almost, they, it seems like they'll write you off before you even have a chance. Um, um, uh, but it, it, it's definitely trendy. I, I think that the teams do a great job of identifying what they're looking for. And, you know, for the scouts that, that we normally see it a, a, on a certain night, they have a criteria of what they're supposed to look for. And you don't have certain attributes then, you know, you're not going to fit into that certain organization. And it's just a re reality of what it is today. These, these teams are so dialed into what they need and where they want to be. Um, that they're very specific on what they're looking for. So if, I, if there's any young players out there, I would say that that speed is something, you know, work on your skating. Mm. Now, 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 it's funny that you say that, right? And, and, and like, obviously, hockey is one of the fastest games out there, fastest sports out there. You're also doing it on ice. It's super mm -hmm. slippery, um, you know. But then I look at a guy like Jason Spezza, you know, who, who I had the good fortune of playing with. Uh, who went second overall, who was, you know, a phenom in junior hockey and, and has, has been having one hell of a resurgence this year um, and looks like the Spezza from when, we were, when he was 18 playing with Belleville <laughs> yeah. um, at times. But he, he, he's never been, nobody's ever going to tell, like, pick him as, as the 100-meter yard winner, mm -hmm. right? And, but he was, he was a guy that was able to slow down the game. You know, and do you think that there's room, like, have you seen players like that that may not be, you know, Hussein Bolt or Usain Bolt, um, but, 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 but they're able to, Connor McDavid, yeah. um, mm -hmm. but they're able to be effective. Like, is there room for uh, a hockey player uh, to not have, you know, that blazing speed? hundred percent. And, you know, I, I think the next important, most important skill is, is problem solving. Um, and, you know, just, just like Jason Spezza, there's a guy that played for us in North Bay a couple years back, Justin Brazo. He scored 60 goals in the uh, OHL in his final year. And that was the biggest knock is, you know, they said that his skating needs to come. His skating needs to come. Now, this is a kid that was 5'11 when we drafted him. He's now six foot six. He has a size 16 shoe. He can dunk a basketball. He's a scratch golfer. Like, I, I have no doubts that he's going to improve on his skating. But, um you know, it, it is what it is. You got to give these guys a chance to improve on their, their downfalls, uh, which he's done. Um, but you also can't take away from the other things. Like the, the, the one thing that I always said to scouts was I've never seen anybody catch Justin Brazo on a breakaway because, you know, when he's got that wingspan, he's able to shield guys off, still have the reach, still make a toe drag and put it around the goalie with, you know, yeah. um, the defender doesn't seem like he's, he's even effective. So, yeah. um, I think that everybody has their own identity and, and it's up to the team to find those ways to kind of utilize those strengths. And um, I look at the Leafs as a prime example. I would have said a year before, you know, how do Spezza and Thornton fit into their lineup? And they've been very effective. You know, they've been big guys that, that do, like you said, slow the game down. And um, I think what they've added to that team is, is just, you know, that, that character and that know-how and that, that experience that, that does really go a long way in, in pro sports. Um, so, you you were a first year GM, and with being the first year GM, you end up getting the first overall draft pick. Mm -hmm. um, you take Ty Nelson, but tell us what that's like. What what kind of you know? I know you're you're used to the pressure as a goalie, but mm -hmm. 
you know, that's a pretty big spot to be in. As Especially a, in, a co in, a, in, a, in a COVID in year a, where everything's done Zoom. Like, this is your You drafted on Zoom. <laughs> drafted on Zoom. Like, like what's, what's that like? It was different, for sure. I mean, it, it, I, to be honest with you, like, our focus was was trying to make the playoffs up until that that last. So we got shut down with about six games left to go. I believe we were four points out of a playoff. So we didn't we didn't want to pick first overall. I don't think that's something that you ever plan to do. And, um, you know, the, the, the really funny part was um, all the people who thought what we should have done, they're like, oh, these guys got a tank. I don't think that anybody understands what it's like um, you know, how do you go in and tell your coaching staff to try and lose a game? How do you tell your players to do that? It was never something that even had kind of entered our mind. So our focus was on trying to make the playoffs, you know, um, as a scouting staff, we, we, we made sure that we had all of our ducks in a row that um, we were covered off if we had the first pick or the fifth pick. And then, you know, kind of fate took its turn and, and shut us down. So um, we've been staring at, at a last place finish for well over a year right now, which isn't the best thing to do when you turn on uh, to the OHL site. But um, I think that we did a good job in the draft. Um, you know, I thought we were able to add some, some high caliber players, but I think most importantly was we added some high end character. Um, you know, our first four picks were, were captains. Um, you know, Ty was an assistant, but I, I, I think that, you know, you could argue that on any given night, you, you could consider him a captain. Um, you know, Dallin Wakeley, Tanias Mathur, and Owen Van Steen. So they were all captains for their teams and on good teams. So that was something that was important. I, I really believe that, you know, when you're drafting kids at 15, 16 years old, one of the best predictors of how they're going to be at 1920 is that character. So I can put a, a full workout in front of you, but it doesn't mean that you're going to do it. Um, I think those kids with a lot of character, they've got a better chance of, of putting in the work and, um, you know, there's no secret to the recipe to success. You work hard and, and uh, you know, you go out and you have fun and you reap the rewards of your hard work. So uh, that was something that we really prioritized was, was high-end character. So, so, so now we're, you know, coming up to potentially no season. Uh, 05 is, is it's a draft year right now. Uh, you know, you haven't been able to see character. You haven't been able, like, kids haven't been playing hockey. So... Does your, does your philosophy, given the situation that we're in right now, uh, change? Um, are you, like, going forward whenever hockey resumes because of what we've, we've experienced now? Do you maybe start looking at, like, a double cohort where, let's say, the 06s draft years next year, but we're also going to take a look at the 07s next year? Do you, do you have more weight to the age groups underneath, kind of like, I guess, what the WHL does? Uh, you know, look at they draft their kids, I think, a year or two before the OHL and the Quebec Junior Hockey League. Is that have, have you guys talked about that or given any thought around that? Like, what do you what do you do when you can't do what you've always done? I guess is the question. Yeah, I mean, it certainly would have been a lot helpful if a lot more helpful if we had a, a good book on the, the 05s a year ago. But I also think that, you know, when you're 14 turning 15, so much changes in six months. I mean, we know those guys that we played with that had the full beard when they were in Pee Wee and <laughs> they stayed the same size until they were uh, phantom. And, um, you know, so, so yeah, we, 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 we try and keep tabs, but I don't think that strategy's changed at all. I, I definitely think that you can still see character because, you know, I think even more so because now we're, we're seeing all sorts of things, whether it's a skills practice, um, you know, 
uh, an exhibition game. And those are the times where, you know, I think I really do think you can show character. If you get a bad pass or, you you know, flip your head off and, oh, well, why did he make that pass to me? Or um, even in the drills, you know, the coach pulls the whistle, one hard lap in, you can see who's dogging it halfway through. Um, you, you can definitely see character. For us, we've taken a little bit of a different approach too, given just the season. We've we put a lot of more emphasis into into Zoom, into the Zoom call. So in a normal year, we, we love it when, when prospects want to come up and visit us. We understand it's a long drive. So um, it's about three hours from, from the GTA. So we don't often get guys to come up. So, you know, the, the online platform has actually been one that I think will stick for us. Um, we've been able to really showcase our program through the Zoom platform. I can share my screen. I can show the dressing room. You know, I can show a PowerPoint of our coaches. I can show, uh, you know, the, the town. Um, I can do lots of things on Zoom. So it's, it's something that, uh, you know, I think that we've been able to adapt. And we still are. We're actually... Uh, doing a lot more person-to-person interviews uh, through Zoom just so we can try and get to know the kids a, a little bit better. And then, like, after seeing, you know, getting a glimpse at a player that you're interested in stuff, um, how big are you guys and your, your staff on um, uh, player comparisons? And if you do do, like, a player comparison, what would you uh, compare your number one overall pick to if you had to compare him to a player in the NHL? Yeah, it's, it's a, it's a good question. Um, to, typically we, we more take, we take a lot more stock into who the player thinks that he plays like. So that's mm-hmm. something that we ask our guys a lot. And, um, you know, there's certain players that we like for certain reasons and, um, none, I mean, nobody's Connor McDavid or Sidney Crosby. Um, it's, it's, it's something that, that, you know, is something that we do look for. Do you know who you play like? So, um and why so like if it is Connor mcdavid like why you'd be hard pressed to say that you skate like him Um, (laughs) you you like to turn up on the wall like he does or you know do like what do you like to do like Connor mcdavid how how do you think the game i think that's really important knowing who you are um uh, you know as far as uh ty nelson i think that i don't know if there is a player like him to be honest because i think that there's a lot of people that would compare him to a guy like like Ryan Ellis just based on stature um but I mean I I think that you know Ty skates I I think a little bit better at the same age um he's very physical so I think that's something that you know people are going to be surprised with he's 190 pounds right now and he skates really well so um he likes to be physical too uh I I see him kind of as a two-way guy I I know, uh, you know, I'll throw my coach under the bus here. He, he really likes to, the comparison of a guy like Bowen Byram. Um, he's kind of your do-everything defenseman, which is what I think is the modern defenseman today. They, they, they contribute offensively. They, um, they're strong defensively. Um, you know, I think people would, would probably say that Ty's undersized, but, I mean, I, I think what's fair is, is he's, he's probably not the tallest guy, but I don't think he's going to get pushed around by any means. Um, in front of the net, he's really putting the work, and um, you'd be hard pressed to, to find a guy that works harder than Ty Nelson. And uh, he's certainly not going to get pushed around. And if you ask him that, he certainly won't think he's going to get pushed around either. So, uh, I think Bowen Byram is probably a good comparison. He skates well. Um, you know, he does everything. He's he's a hockey player first. I, I, I wouldn't consider him an offensive D. I wouldn't consider him a defensive D. He's going to get 25 minutes a game when he's really in his prime, and um, that's what I think Ty could be. And, and, and funny story, so my first ever hockey school with Onases, um, all the kids were, it's like, oh my God, you see, and this is going back before the lockdown, the first lockdown. 
and all the kids before our session were just like, oh my God, look at that guy out there. And they're all talking, they're all talking. And I'm just like, who? They're like, that's Ty Nelson. And I'm like, he's, well, he's supposed to go first overall. Oh. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm, I'm watching this kid and he's this blonde kid. He's out there with the tracksuit. And I, I think he's with some young kids out on the ice and he's there and his edges are just like so disgusting. <laughs> and his hands are so disgusting. And then he, and then actually he just got drafted. He had just got drafted because I called you with Ty Nelson. I don't know if you remember that call yeah. last year. Cause I was like, Hey, you're, you're, I know your general manager. Who, he's just like, who are, who are you? And I'm just like, I'm calling Adam right now. Unfortunately, Adam answered. And, and they had, they I'm sure him. he didn't think you were crazy at all. <laughs> he really had a Sharpie in his bag. Oh, I was like, can you sign my, can you, you know, but, uh, but to, to Adam's point character. You know, he, mm -hmm. he, he took the time uh, to stop to talk to a stranger, um, oh, yeah. you know, that's a big black man, <laughs> you, know, like, you know, and, and, but then he also uh, took the time out of his day and came to the dressing room and said hi to all the boys that were cool. like, oh my God, Ty Nelson, Ty Nelson. So like character is a, is a huge part of, of, of being a good person, Cool. you know, and, and Adam's a great person. <laughs> um, and, and, and we, we appreciate this Adam, you yeah. know, wholeheartedly, um, you know, you've been a great friend to me. I'm happy we've been able to reconnect. Uh, I hope that you get to build on the momentum that you had with the draft from last year. I hope you have a successful draft this year. Is there any closing, you know, remarks that you'd like to say? We'd like to have you. We, we have a, a segment called Penalty. Part of the game. Part of the game that we'd like you to uh, to participate in. But is there anything that you'd like to, to close with? Yeah, maybe like yeah. just one other thing. Sorry, Adam. Like I'm coaching on the 06 Toronto Titan bench this year. And, oh, nice. you know, so we might not have a season, like if you could, you know, in your closing, you know, statement or whatever, maybe give some advice to, you know, us coaches who are trying to help these kids, you know, 100%. find their, and I, and their I, journey. And I, tra and, I, and I train a bunch of kids, and you know, prior, prior to of, like, yeah. what should we be articulating to these families, yeah. you know, to help them? Uh, with the unknown like like is there anything specific at mm -hmm. all that you could think of that these kids should be doing like especially the 06s going yeah. into their their season next year yeah I mean I, I mean if there's anything that I think you can take from my kind of rocky road is is don't put too much emphasis on the dates that are coming up so don't put too much emphasis on the OHL draft don't even put too much emphasis on the NHL draft um, you got to continue to develop by, until you're you're 25 26 so where these guys are at, you know, you got another decade of development. If you keep your nose down and you focus on the things that you can control, those are the things that are going to make you successful. There's, there's so many stories of guys that, you know, um, don't go through the front door, you know, get, get the, the, take the scenic route, but you know, you give yourself more and more opportunities by um, focusing on your craft, be selfish about your game. I think that's really important. Be selfish about your development. If you've got teammates that, you know, are, are, aren't taking the drill seriously or, or aren't, um, you know, don't want to go to the gym when you like, don't worry about them. Be selfish about your own game, um, develop your tools, work on your skating. Like now is a perfect time to do kind of those individual skills, things that you couldn't do. Like the weather's getting better. So go out, grab a, you know, grab a plexiglass and shoot pucks. Um, you know, whatever it may be, go for a jog. Um, just, just improve your game. You're always competing with the guys that you're playing against. And, and I, I mean, it, it's something, do take it personally if somebody doesn't think that you can do it. Um, but, but do something about it, you know? Um, I, I think that's what's really important at this age is take action um, and, and change the things that you do. I mean, on, on another, the second note is, is 
I, I really appreciate what you guys are doing. You know, Rain, it's 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 been great to reconnect with you for sure. Um, I, my favorite rink in, in Toronto is, is Herb Carnegie Memorial. And I, I mean, just to, to see what you're doing in the game is really cool. Rain actually was one of our great speakers on our Zoom calls. And I know that uh, afterwards we had a bunch of requests for uh, his grandpa's book and um, just really thrilled to see see what you're doing. So thank you for having me. It's it's uh, it, was a, it was a blast to talk yeah, to you guys. Sure. A little bit nervous for the part of the game. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. well, you, actually, you actually touched upon the subject yes. in the interview, so it's great. So that's a good segue into penalty or part of the game. Let's go. Penalty or part of the game. So this week's penalty or part of the game, you know, since we have a GM in the junior on the junior level with us. Mr. So Adam Dennis. Mr. Adam Dennis, I thought this would be almost the perfect penalty or part of the game. Do you see this guest? He's he's been magical all day. And this is perfect before for Before we say it, do you wanna do you wanna maybe go first or do you wanna be like the deal breaker? Because we don't usually agree. We so. never agree. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, I'll, be you the, I'll be the deal breaker. I'll, I'll, okay. I'll deal. Sounds good. So this week's penalty or part of the game is tanking. Tanking. You know, like if a team is, you know, noticing that they're not going to make a playoff run or, you know, their team isn't doing well in the season, do you just throw, throw it in and say, you know what, I'm done with the season. Let's, let's look towards next season and get a high draft pick, you know. Do we just throw, it, throw in the towel I or do you play it out? You know, the competitive, competitiveness of the game, do you still play that Well, what out? about the integrity of the game? Right, so for, for, for me... We know where he's leading towards. Well, you, you, know, you, you, you think you do, right? But for me, like, the integrity of the game, and it's almost like that, that Peel situation, right? The makeup calls, right? Yeah, yeah. It's almost yeah. like, it's almost like, is it a part of the game? Is it a penalty? We can all agree that it's a penalty, but I think that it's a part of the game, unfortunately. I, I think it's like an... Like, I've played on teams, you know, uh, that it's just like, when are we ever going to get help? You know, like, like you, you, you take the beating, you take the beating, you try to put your best foot forward, but you just don't have the guys. Like, you just don't have the guys, you know? But you see, you hear this prospect, like a Ty Nelson, possibly, and you're just like, ooh, now, now, these, now these gloom days possibly don't look so gloomy. Now maybe we can see the, the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. For sure. You know? So, like, maybe, you know, I'm, I'm eating a little bit more pasta than I'm normal, so I'm a little bit more sluggish out there. Maybe I'm not doing it intentionally, mm -hmm. but I'm not giving myself the best opportunity to perform at my maximum capacity, which in turn is not going to allow the team. You're only as strong as your weakest link. Now, that's not you know, a formula for success, I don't think, but I can understand why some programs mm -hmm. that go through dark days and they have a prospect like a LeBron James or a mm -hmm. Connor McDavid or a Ty Nelson or whoever the case may be, and they're just like, oh, you know, we can, I know we lost 7-1, but we're closer to that <laughs> ping pong ball, you yeah. know? So I think that it's a penalty for sure, like you always want as an athlete, like yeah. I hate to lose, and Adam mm -hmm. touched upon that. Yeah. But I think it's, a, it's like a part of the game, a little mm -hmm. part of the game. All right. 
Fair enough. <laughs> so you're kind of on the fence, but you're leaning towards part of the game. I'm leaning towards part of the game, but I don't want to be leaning towards part of the game. Happens. But I think it happens. Yeah. I think it just, okay. I think that's just human nature. Like you, you keep taking a pounding, then all of a sudden somebody's like, I got the winning lottery ticket over here. <laughs> keep on taking a couple Let's more pounds. Losing. Let's keep losing. <laughs> and you're going to get this lottery ticket. So I'm glad you're kind of part of the game because. Obviously, for me, it's a major penalty. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. So I'm I'm actually in like a lot of fantasy yep. uh, leagues yep. with like my close buddies. Oh, and I didn't get the invitation. Yeah, because you I'm like said close, you. He said close buddies. <laughs> exactly. I said close. My money's not good. My money. the first under the bus throw by Adam so my close buddies and we've actually kicked people out for tanking Ooh. because it just ruins it offsets the whole competitiveness of the league right and we hate it so you know there's there, we we started thinking of ways we could so try sour, so sour sounds like you never win these fantasy pools by the way <laughs> It sounds like you're one of those guys yeah. always waiting I've for something. I've had first my, overall pick a few times. <laughs> my, but, aunt, my aunt always used to say there's three types of people, <laughs> right? Those that wait for things to happen, those that watch things happen and be like, what the heck's going on? And people that make things happen. You're yeah. one of those guys who's just like, yeah. Well, we try and make things happen by kicking the guy out who's been tanking all freaking season and ruining our pool. But not just in the pools. Like, in, in professional 100%. hockey. Like, I always think... And basketball and baseball and soccer. Like, it, it happens Sure. But I always look at it like it's more, you know, I don't want, uh, want to throw any GMs or organizations under the bus, but I don't think the tanking comes from the players. I think it always comes from the higher, higher brass. Do you, and, and do you think, do you, do you think then, and, and Adam, you're going to chime in here shortly. Do you think that the managers, like I know my boy, Adam Dennis, winner mm. through and through. Like, but do you think that it's the general manager? Or do you think it's a level above where the ownership well, that sees the bottom I line? Use, I want to use the famous Mario Lemieux situation as an example. Okay, um, okay. In, I think it was 83, 84, okay. uh, Mario Lemieux scored like 200 points in the queue. Yep. And, you know, everybody... 200 won. plus points probably. It was something ridiculous. ridiculous. And I think New Jersey and Pittsburgh... We're going L for L, loss for loss. <laughs> at a point, at a point, Pittsburgh so blatantly tanked that they uh, sent their like starting goaltender. I think it was like Romano or whoever it was at the time down to the AHL, pulled up like a fourth, fifth stringer, <laughs> played him for a game. Like it was so blatantly bad, which is why I'm pretty sure the NHL lottery is right. exists now and right. stuff. Three, so but, like, but three championships came out of that tanking, though, right? Well, you know, and like hey, I said, I don't know. Yeah, was, was the same GM there for those championships. Exactly. Ooh. He still won't admit it to this day, apparently. But, you know, back to what I was saying, how the players don't really tank. I mean, Lemieux was pretty pissed off about it. I mean, at the draft that year, he was almost contemplating, like, saying, screw this. Uh, the way that Pittsburgh just handled this, yep. I don't even want to go to that team. Right. So, I, you know, I think it, it comes from, you know, the higher Owner. echelon and yeah. those guys, you know, the suits kind of are dictating <laughs> what they want for next year. But, Visionaries. Uh, you know, I, before I let Adam uh, 
be the deal breaker here. Um, there was this one, uh, this guy, Adam Gold. He was like some PhD statistic guy. Yeah. And he had a pretty cool uh, idea for stopping it. Obviously, there's pros and cons to every, yep. you know, idea put forth. But uh, apparently some GMs were looking into it. And he suggested that once it, it, there was going to be a point system so that once you were eliminated from the playoffs, mm -hmm. statistically eliminated, mm -hmm. that every win or tie or point that you put up went towards getting, getting a higher percentage of being getting the draft. draft pick. So it was kind of a reserve reverse Ooh, uh, I like draft order thing. So, I but like you know, they say that could cause tanking early on in the season. So there's always <laughs> pros and cons to everything. But I thought that was pretty cool. But uh, so I guess well, Adam. Let's just ask him flat out. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna. Since <laughs> yeah. he threw me under the bus, you, you had the, you had the first overall pick. You had to get there some way. Did you tank to get there? To get Ty Nelson? No, we did not tank. Um, in fact, we were six three and one in our last ten games. So we were we we're you know we were getting criticized for doing the opposite. Funny enough. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, Britton, it's funny you mentioned your fantasy. We we've we've created a similar rule. But if you finish last place, you actually have to write an essay to the rest of the league why you get to stay in the pool. So <laughs> I love it. The, uh, experiment, but. I think it's a penalty. I think it's a penalty. It's it's no doubt about it for me. It's a penalty. I think the first and foremost, you finish last place as a GM, you know, you got to probably worry about if you're going to keep your job. So um, you may be drafting the first overall pick for the next guy. Uh, <laughs> second of all, I don't think that you can teach your team how to lose. I think that it's very dangerous. And then, you know, let's say you do get that, that one guy that you've been trying to do. Well, now you've got one player that's, you know, the best player at his age group and you've got 22 players that you've just basically trained to lose. Um, so I don't think it really builds towards your culture. Um, thirdly, I think that, you know, I would probably prefer, um, the, the current 22, 23 players to all collectively get 10% better. Um, cause then you got a better team. I, I think hockey is, is probably the one sport more than any that, that teamwork and, and, you know, you can't do it alone unless you're a goalie. <laughs> or, or Connor McDavid. <laughs> Yeah, or Connor McDavid, but you know, <laughs> in fairness, Yuri Otter's won when Connor McDavid left the year mm -hmm. after. So, um, you know, it's an Ooh. interesting point. But uh, I think the last point for me is that you know, you go in to talk to some of these kids, you got to explain to them why you finished last. So, no different than the the Mario Lemieux point. But you know, these kids, they 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 they're students of the game, so they follow your team. Um, they want to know why you finished last and what you're going to do to make sure that that doesn't happen again, because who wants to play on a last place team? Um, so I, I think that it's it's the obvious reasons from a team perspective why it's a penalty. I, I don't think that it bodes well for future success. Um, that's me, but it is a competitive sport, so everybody's entitled to their own strategy. For sure. I'm doing pretty good with guests being a part of this part of the game penalty. <laughs> I mean, that's, I think that's twice now that, that they kind of agreed with me well, listen, over you. Well, but we won't, uh, you know, nobody... beat a dead horse about it. Um, <laughs> but there was another penalty part of the game that you actually touched on that we did earlier in an episode uh, about, you know, these guys could all be captains and assistants on our, our team, which I thought was pretty cool because we just... Finish, finish doing penalty part of the game about letters Leadership on jerseys and, and, and jerseys. age appropriation. 
And, you know, I thought it was really cool when you were saying, you know, this guy could have been a C, this guy could have been an A. And, you and know. this guy was a C and this guy was. So he yeah. looks. So that seems like that's a, that's something that you might look for. Sorry to deviate no, from penalty cool. part of the game. Yeah. But is that something that you look for in a draft prospect is are they part of that leadership group? Does, does it throw you for a loop if a team doesn't have a leadership group in the draft year? Does, do you find that that, you know, based on your experience that you've, you've gone to see draft eligible kids that programs don't have any letters? I always oh. thought that you had to, I always thought that you had to have letters. Like I just think that that's just mm -hmm. such a ridiculous cop out not mm -hmm. to have letters, um, but everybody's different. Yeah, I think like anything, you got to do your homework on why the letters were handed out. Was it a team vote? Did the coaches choose? Why did you d decide that? You know, sometimes you just get a letter because you're the best player on the team. And, um, you know, it would look silly if you didn't have a letter at that point. So you really got to get down to the nitty gritty of it and why the letters were handed out. Um, the other thing I really love is when a player, you know, this is something that's very rare and I can't even say that I did it was, um, there's something to be said about loyalty and, and especially in the GTHL. So when a kid plays for the same team for five years, like that, that's something that says that, you know, um, wasn't looking for more ice time, was just happy to be a part of a good program, you know, has shown the loyalty that that's something that's, that's always been important to me as well. Um, I don't know. Now, it's funny. It's funny. You say that you played for three different teams in your minor hockey career. Oh, yeah, exactly. I'm guilty yeah. of, of doing the opposite. So maybe that's why I won the 14th round. <laughs> you, you, to me, honestly, he was, he was, if not the best 85-born goalie, he was a top-two-born goalie. So I'm so, so happy for your success. You have a beautiful family. Uh, seems like you have the right parts of a, of a, of a good young team, an up-and-coming team. Um, and, you know, I look forward to following on your career, you know, and, and, and cheering for you and, you know, giving you those calls and text messages like the mm -hmm. players and the parents and the agents. Hey, Adam, what's going on? Rain, I can't, I can't, I can't tell you anything, man. I don't know anything, <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. Um, Adam, we're working on it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I just, you know, I love everything about you, your family, um, and I wish you nothing but the best. And thank you for, for giving us this opportunity sure. to, to get to know uh, your journey to the man that you are now and, and what you're trying to accomplish with your, with your, you know, new lease on life, let's say. New mm -hmm. baby, too. Oh, wow. New, Congratulations. New baby here, new baby there. Yeah, yeah. yeah there you go. <laughs> That's a lot of fun, eh? Harder than being a GM, I imagine, because, uh, you know, I'm doing that at home with her, too. <laughs> yeah, you know what? The home office is, is a challenge. For, I think, Ellie, <laughs> we may have heard her a few times tonight, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, That's no, it's, it's, uh, I mean, my wife's been an absolute rock star because we, we've been doing all these Zoom interviews. So she's been the one that's been, you know, taking them outside or, or take them to the basement or, um, you know, I, God bless hockey really mom. And she can hear me too. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're a smart nice, man. Nice plug for her. Um, <laughs> did she also decorate your uh, lovely office? I see you got a nice uh, picture in the background there. Any yeah, you know, behind that or? <laughs> it's funny. It's it's one of those things that when you do all these Zoom calls, you, you start to realize that some people have great backgrounds. So I figured that we had to do this. It's actually a portrait that uh, it was my my uncle and my cousins out front of their their front. So it's a an outdoor rink, and you know, some I've never felt more Canadian this uh, this winter. Actually, I actually did the backyard rink for my kids. Oh, so I nice. uh, got my two oldest uh, out skating and. Uh, it was kind of a funny story. My, my daughter went to school and she was telling everybody how she skated. So I've been trying to get her to be a hockey player. She comes back from school and 
Now she wants to be a figure skater. So, okay. But, um, the funny part of the story was she, she told me that all the girls want to be figure skaters now. And I can watch her on her, on my tablet when she's at the Olympics. But um, she said, all the boys actually want to be curlers in town. So I said, well, we've got to change that. <laughs> we've got our work cut out for, uh, for getting these guys turned to hockey players. But uh, no, oh. it's, it's great to spend the extra time with the kids and uh, grateful for it. Definitely. For sure. but, no. Likewise, I'm excited to see you guys. It's it's been a, I've followed your podcast, and uh, I look forward to seeing seeing you guys do your thing. It's really cool what you're doing. Appreciate it. Awesome. And I'll probably steal your numbers. So if you get some crazy calls from a, a 06 coach, not giving hey, it up. You know, I got no. these guys. No, I got this, all these. This relationship's too no. too important. Not, yeah, can't for do sure. It. No, steal trap over here, Adam. You have no nothing to worry about over hey. here. No as soon paparazzi. as the draft's over, you can pass it over. <laughs> awesome, man. Cool, man. Well, brother, thank you so much. Uh, good luck with, you know, whatever happens with the season, without a season. Good luck with the draft. Uh, and good luck, you know, winners win, losers lose. He's always been a winner, yeah. so I'm pretty pretty confident with Ty Nelson and the boys over there. For sure. Uh, For with sure. Ryan Ulihan, who's yeah. also the head coach, a former, you know, uh, nemesis of mine in minor hockey. Wexford, Wexford Raider, now a now the Toronto Titans. Wow. Wexford Raider, wow. now the Triumph. Wow. Former Wexford Raider, now go. Toronto Titans. There you go. Um, you know, they have a great program over mm -hmm. there. So, you know, I, I, I look forward to, you know, getting their boys back on the ice. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so we can see if my boy here is actually a genius or if I need to be calling him and be like, hey, Britton, give him a call. Give him a call. Now I'm going to give you his phone number. Now I'm going to give you his phone number. That's right. I guess if there, there will be, we'll have to see if there will be a part two of the podcast. That yeah. <laughs> oh, well, definitely, if you would love to have you back. Hey, Anytime, you know, man. Anytime at sure. all, brother. Anytime. Oh, it's been a lot of fun, guys. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Thank you, Adam. man. Have yourself a wonderful night. Give uh, our love to your wife and your children and, you know, get to bed. It's getting late now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> all right, brother. All right. Okay, Cheers, well, man. Take care. Thank take you. Care. What a guy. Beauty. Yeah. Just a beauty. Yeah. You I, know? I, that was, you know, I felt like I was almost in, a, in like, a a meeting or like a, like a, a school, like, like a professor was giving me, you know, sometimes well, when he's he would just, talk, it's he's infectious. Just, like he's, the way he's, he's, he's just, he's just a pro. Yeah. He's a hockey mind. Great he's just, hockey he's mind. just, he's just a pro mm -hmm. and you know, above everything else, he's just a great person, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, he's, he's one of, you know, we talk about all the time, you know, doing it for the right reasons. Yeah. And you know, a lot of people's motives are sometimes different mm -hmm. and, um, you know, uh, he's not one of those people. Mm -hmm. His motives are pure. They're genuine and, and you know, it's infectious, mm -hmm. you know, and I think that's why um, he's had the success that he's had and that's why he's going to continue to have the success that he has because sure. winners win and losers lose and mm -hmm. all he's done is win. So I look forward to getting him the opportunity. Yeah. And should I be taking this off too? Yeah, yeah there we sure. go. Um, getting him the opportunity to, you know, showcase what he's built yeah. in North Bay. Like, it's a really special team from all, from what I gather. And, like, what a what a journey. The guy, oh my God. you know, plays goalie everywhere. He's obviously a half a season <laughs> as Half a season as a player in my yeah, hockey. Right? To start a year his up, career. First, they say, I'm not going to take you on the team. Yeah. I'm not going to take you, you on play, the team unless you play, play part goalie. goalie. Yeah. Right? So, so he wasn't good enough to, but he was that good as a goalie. And mm -hmm. I'm telling you, um, you know, my fondest memories, you know, in my minor hockey career are around this yeah, man because sure. he stole. And I can see why. He stole so many games yeah, for us. Like, yeah. we didn't have the most talented teams, mm -hmm. uh, but we always had great goaltending. For sure. 
you know, defense wins championships. Last yeah. <laughs> line of defense is goaltending, yeah. right? So, um, and what am I? I forgot to ask him. Yeah. You know, they always say that goalies are, you know, a little bit weird. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, 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 but here's, here's like, what a brain. Like, did like, you hear those answers? It, it was Like, incredible. what a brain. Yeah. So maybe goalies cool. are not weird. Cool. Maybe yeah. they're just geniuses. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to say he's a genius because yeah. now he's going to be like, great, you think I'm a genius? No, you're not. But I'm just saying it was really cool to hear yeah, his perspective on certain sure. things. It was really... Like, that's why, you know, I know we all already talked about the letter stuff, but I just had to ask him because, yeah. you know, as a GM, yeah. and I just wanted to hear his take yeah. on it, and I thought it was brilliant. Of course. Know? Like, Most people would, except for the people that thought that it's a penalty well, to have letters on jerseys. Well, we kind of <laughs> discovered an age appropriation thing, but that wasn't even what he said. He no. was saying, he like, just, you he, know, why character. was character. it a personality? Yeah. It was all the things we touched on, but he, like, put it so nicely. He, 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 he kind he of fixed that. put a bow tie yeah. on it for us. <laughs> yeah, he exactly. made it look pretty. So that was awesome, man. Uh, yeah, Thanks, uh, Adam, for coming on our show. And like we said, we'd love to have you back. Yeah, anytime. Once your season's going, too. Yeah, we're going to have know. to have him back once hockey resumes. I think that me, we have to. You'll give me his number after the draft. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, that was great, My man. phone's not It's not yeah. working. It has one of those. Oh, the plan. Uh, yeah, yeah, the plan. <laughs> I didn't pay my bill. I don't know. It's not working. <laughs> Pretty awesome show, though. And that was great, man. And, uh. Yeah, we got lots more coming up. Lots more. And uh, I hope that don't was sleep. Yeah, don't sleep on us. Informative for our audience because well, it was informative it for me how could it as not a coach. Be? How, well, as, you know, like, how could it not be? Like, I, I hope that we get the eyeballs on yeah. this that can utilize this information because, you know, the fear of the unknown. Now we're giving you guys, you know, a pathway to find mm -hmm. some sort of answer that you that can't help find you. in a book. That you can't you find know? in a book. Like, you can't find online unless yeah. you're watching our show. Exactly. You're not part of so the game. Watch our show. Watch our show. You know, all our socials over here. Where are they? You keep on telling me they're it's over here. It's here. It's no? here. Oh, okay. You clearly don't watch our show. I watch all it right? all the time. What are you talking about? Um, our sponsor, Oasis. That's at the top here now. All right. So, you know, they're like, you know, he's still doing great things. Communication's key. I know you're still working with your boys Have and to. girls Have and to. gals Every, and, and everybody. others. Everybody. And you're, you're doing your thing, and that's everybody. amazing. So thank you to you guys. And we got lots coming up, you know. Yep. We, don't, we don't care about summer. We could talk hockey all day with all you guys. All day, all and, night. Uh, we'll continue to do so. So thanks for tuning in. And, uh, and don't forget to tune in next week and the week after and the week after and the week after because we have a lot more to talk about. Absolutely. Uh, we have a lot more special guests that are going to be joining our show mm -hmm. from time to time. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, we enjoy this. What else do you got to do during a lockdown? Might as well tune in. Absolutely. Might as well tune in. Thank you, guys. Thank you.